0: Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Uh, Welcome to College Street. If you're joining us for the first time ever, welcome home. Again, we work really hard to make this a come as you are kind of atmosphere. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, But we believe that God's got something for you, that you are going to leave better than when you came in. How many would like to believe that today? Come on. All right. That's a good show of hands. Come on. I don't know if we welcomed everybody yet from uh, the Joshua House, Ruth and Naomi's in Westminster. Ladies, but let's give it up for them. Come on. And all those that have chosen to join in from wherever around the world in Southern Manitoba to Africa to Thailand. It's pretty cool to be part of a, a bigger picture and a bigger family. So Yes, we are in part two of Making Room. Hey, Natasha. How you doing? Hi, <laughs> Celeste. Um, making room. What are you making room for? I hope you're making room for all those presents you're going to put under the tree. You know, we got to trim our tree a little more from the bottom because it's pretty, getting pretty full under there. What's that? It's a well, It's a fake tree. You can still trim a fake tree. OK, now everybody knows. Coach DJ said, if it's a fake tree, it's a fake Christmas. I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) come on, ouch. Now I gotta go get a real tree. We'll figure it out. Anyway, it's not just about making room to get, it's about making room to give, come on. Let's make some room today, if you would, um, in your head and in your heart for what the Lord has for you today. He's got good stuff. Turn to somebody and say, he's got good stuff for you. And turn to the next person and say, I know. That's why I'm here there you go but I've entitled this teaching make room for the journey life is a journey come on Christmas shopping is a journey Wow hey I got to be part of the Christmas shop elves that went out to buy Christmas gifts this week that was awesome and at the same time scary first of all I got to go out with coach Vince that was awesome (laughs) And also scary (laughs) he gets so excited about shopping for the kids and we're just grabbing anything and everything off the shelf no we actually had a list but you know we're just just full of joy and and one of the things we didn't have room for was all the gifts on our list for all the kids so we had to come back and hit up all these different locations to get everything that these kids wanted for Christmas but I want to thank you guys thank you for being so generous we're gonna be helping like 200 kids in just less than a week 200 kids and 70 plus families it's go time yeah anyway we need to make room so how's that journey been for you lately i wonder what is the greatest length that you've gone to finding that like perfect gift for that perfect someone in your life can you think of it maybe some of you are just stressed out thinking about how far you're going to have to go to get that thing that you want so bad this year but you know what they're worth it right I hope so say yes they're worth it okay good (laughs) and what is that thing you know that that you are looking for and again what length will you go to get it and what's the thing that's gonna keep you fueled keep you going so that you can continue on that journey to get that gift you know I have several stories about going to great lengths to get gifts let's see um, Oh, one that just happened a couple of months ago, I got to fly out to Alberta, southern Alberta, and I got to be the messenger. Well, not just the messenger, the delivery boy, of a Harley Davidson for another friend that was gifted that. So I got to fly out and drive, drive back on that Harley with, uh, you know, cold rain in the rain. But you know what? It didn't matter how cold I was on the outside. I was warm on the inside. I was just. I felt like this is what Santa must feel like. <laughs> in a sleigh. I mean, who gets a Harley gifted to them? Right? So I got to be part of that. Uh, quite a few years ago, back in, what's it, about eight years ago, honey? Eight years ago, I got to go to Africa, to Rwanda, which I'm going to be going again with a team on missions in February, and we got to go find that perfect gift for the students, which was Bibles written in Rwandan. You got to understand, these students, like, if they even had Bibles, they might have been a King James Bible, all ripped up, torn up. You know, and it's hard for them to read, hard for them to translate. And so we went in uh, to the city there in Rwanda, Kilgali, I think it is. We went into Kilgali. We actually found the bookstore that would print these Bibles and have them printed for the students, brought them to the students. And you're thinking, oh, it's a Bible, whatever. I got tons of them on the shelf. I get it. But you should have seen them after we gave them these Bibles, we went down to the, the house where we'd be staying in, and all night long, they were singing and worshiping God for those Bibles. <sighs> also got to help go get some sewing machines for the ladies. That was all fun, but uh, yeah, lately I was thinking again about, you know, our first years of marriage, and what that was like around the holidays, and and the lengths that that, that, that that I'd go to find a gift or find a way to get a gift for Charmaine. And, and I can remember in that season not having a whole lot. This was what, 2006 or 2005? 2005 is what she says. I might just have you come up here and share the story because it'll be better to hear it from you. But I remember I was working for my dad at the time and he had a woodworking shop. And I need a little extra money for the Christmas season. So I saw this ad in the paper. That's right. We still had the paper. We had the paper. I saw this ad in the paper that Canada Post was hiring, you know, and it was contract work and, and the pay looked half decent. And it said it promised that I'd be home by noon. I'm like, great, I can do both jobs. This will be this will be great. What they failed to tell me was that we're going into the Christmas season. That why, that's why there was an opening, Chris, just so you know. I know that now <laughs> they didn't tell me the, the the influx of packages that would come in and and the minus 50 degree weather that you'd get to face and the six feet of snow that would be covering the mailboxes if you even get at them oh man but don't worry they'll give you you know a Canada Post issued shovel and this cute little bottle of deicer, to, if you can even get to the mailboxes so that you can open all the mailboxes that is if you still have fingers when your skin's exposed to anyway oh not to mention you know when you're parked on the wrong side of the road blocking traffic and people aren't happy that you're delivering their Christmas gifts a cute little Canada Post sign to go on your hood to tell you who to complain to or about <laughs> here I am true story but Actually, I'm gonna have Pastor Charmaine come up because she says, I wanna share my side of the story. So I gotta deliver all these packages, and along the way, it had its ups and downs. Do you wanna share one of the stories?
1: Well, you told it pretty good. I oh. felt like you weren't telling it right before, <laughs> but you did good. But that that's the detail, is that I think you started in the beginning of December. So it was like, on a regular basis, like you said, the Christmas season, you might have been home by noon. But no, you got to learn what, like, a thousand mailboxes or however many it was. And it's not just like, I don't know if influx is the right word because it was ridiculous amount of packages and mail and flyers and everything. Yeah, it was a lot. It was kind of cool. It was kind of sweet. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one lucky customers, what do you call them, customers? <laughs> Matt came home one day and he was like, somebody threatened to kill me today. <laughs> but this this man was very upset at you because you put the wrong mail in his mailbox. And so he let you know that if you did that again, that he was going to shoot you. <laughs> so, so it's not just like, there was a lot of, well, who knows, there was a lot of pressure. <laughs> but it was fun I got to come and watch him and it was pretty impressive how quickly like watching him put all the mail in that different mailbox and then taking out he's got a very good memory did a very good job but also when the time came that he didn't want to do that anymore that was okay too (laughs) but let's just shout out to all the Canada Post and Delivery people that are making Christmas happen. A couple of years ago, we discovered Christmas via Amazon, and it, it, it helps it helps us a lot. Not, not all of it, but it helps a lot. All right? All right.
0: Stay here. Stay here. No, I like having you here. You look good on me. Come here. Um, yeah. And you know when you're young, dumb, and full of love, um, it's amazing what love will get you through. And honestly, I think I learned even back then that if you have the right attitude, you can advance. You can get through almost anything. At the end of the day, I got to come home to you, and that was just the best part of it. Sometimes. That's so true. Yeah. And I was driving your truck. That's true. That was also humbling. It was a Mazda B2200, if you know what that is. It's a small truck. You can barely get through a one-foot snow pile. Anyway... Praise the Lord. You know what? <laughs> so we're going to talk about Mary and Joseph and a little bit about their journey and, and uh, how they got through that journey. I don't know. You know, scholars believe that it was about 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And the train would have been up and down. And, and they would have done somewhere around 10 to 12 miles a day. And it would take approximately eight hours either on foot or with the donkey. And being pregnant, all that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, I can't really relate because I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I never will. Right. But I was thinking, you know, six to eight hours on a donkey. I've done six hours on a Harley. And I'm telling you, it's pretty sore. Six hours on a Harley. But um, I've usually bail out before my breakthrough at about six, seven hours cast somewhere around there. You know, so I mean there's really no comparison to the two. But either way, one story that I one more story I want to share. Is that okay? One more story. So when I deliver these packages, yes, there was elderly men that wanted to kill me sometimes. They're just who knows what's going on in their world. But when I got to go into the senior center to deliver packages and mail, oh my goodness. Like one, it was really warm in there, but when you'd come with a letter or a gift. For them, it was so much more. You were bringing hope to them, you know? And it just, oh, it was so worth all that other crap part of me that that I went through out there to arrive at a place where people would receive what it is that you have for them to bring them hope. And I think, you know, in some way for Mary and Joseph, it must have been like that, that that hope kept them going, you know? That that promise and what the, the angel of the Lord had spoken to Mary, that what was inside of her You know that that blessing would be worth whatever burden that they had to go through. and So that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. So we're, if you brought your Bibles with you, would you just hold them up? Even if they glow, hold them up. We're going to go into Luke 1, starting in verse 18 to 24. And I'm actually going to have my son Logan. I see him in the front row. Why don't you come up? Let's give it up for Logan. (laughs) I like how he claps for himself. Yeah! And then I'll have you read verses 18 to 24. And then we'll have mom read from uh, Luke 2. Go ahead, son.
2: All right. So uh, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Uh, Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary. That's the end of the page. Took Mary home as his wife. You have to stay for your
1: prize. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Luke 2. Luke Luke, 2. Luke 2. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
0: Let's give it up for the Word of God. No, that's good. No, no, one of the traditions that we have in our family, you heard about this if you were here last week, is once you read about the gift, then you get a gift. So, Logan, this one's for you. Char, this one's for you. And you can either open it now or later. Did I get it right? Ooh, kisses. Your dad loves you so much. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Wonderful. One more time, Pastor Charmaine and Logan. Wow. Awesome. Okay, a lot of scripture there. Uh, I would like to start in verse 20 of Matthew 1. So if you go back to Matthew 1 and verse 20. But after Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. let's talk about the journey. The first point I want you to write down, take note of, is the journey in the right direction. Come on. A lot of people going a lot of places right now, but we're not all headed in the right direction. You see, the calling here was from the Holy Spirit. It was Holy Spirit led. How many times have we gone ahead to execute a plan or to go somewhere without being led by God? A lot, right? How many times have we moved maybe in ambition as opposed to the anointing? Something to think about. The question is, will we choose to abort or will we choose to advance? Not everything goes as planned or how we planned it anyway. But can we see past our own plans and can we recognize God's purpose? You see, Because if you knew the religion at the time with the Jewish customs, religion would have had Mary stoned because she would have been pregnant out of wedlock. But Jesus was coming to this earth and God had a plan to mess with religion and birth and restore relationship. You with me? Ooh, that's what I love about my God. He's going to mess with your religion. You see because from the very beginning he had plans of a miracle and not for that miracle to come in the way that everybody else thought it would come not in a palace but born in a manger but Joseph not just Mary had to make room for that miracle if he was to make the journey in the right direction Joseph, need, Joseph needed clear direction and that could only come from God. Because he would have been taught a certain thing and to behave a certain way. And now the Lord was coming in and messing with his methods. Can you imagine? He's just looking forward to his bride and the honeymoon. And he's got all these plans. And can you imagine his, his fiance comes to him and says, I got good news. And I got good news. <laughs> The good news is, I'm pregnant. And the good news is, it's not yours. (laughs) What? It's the Lord's. (laughs) Man, that would have made his head turn. One thing to hear it from your your future bride, it's another thing to hear it from the Lord. Right? And how many times we had a thought and we had a way and a plan on how our journey is going to go and then God just comes and messes it all up for better, not for worse. So Joseph had to make room for this miracle if he was going to make the journey in the right direction. And honestly, if Joseph hadn't been visited by the angel, he probably would have been stuck in his fear instead of advancing in faith. Because it couldn't have made a whole lot of sense to him at the time. But this journey, which we read about, this journey begins with relationship. It begins with covenant. Before he could step out in his assignment, he needed the alignment. And I think if every one of us just were to pause for a moment in this busy season in the presence of God and just sought him, and like, he he sees you. He sees the desires of your heart. He sees where you want to go, and he sees the right way to get there and the right destination in the first place. Sometimes we just need to be still and know that he is God. Too many times, though, we we want to head out alone. And the truth of the matter is, when we do that, sometimes we abort the blessing because you were never designed to do it alone. The angel said, do not be afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your wife. The first journey that Joseph had was the journey to take his wife home. That was the first journey. Before even going to Bethlehem, And what I love about this, and I shared with the men this morning, is that everything flows out of the home. It flows out of relationship. Our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. Jesus said it himself. Everything hangs off this. All the laws and all the prophets, everything hangs off this. Love the Lord your God. And love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about relationship. How many of you know, you can be doing the right thing the wrong way, but you can't do the wrong thing the right way. You with me? (laughs) It happens. What if Joseph bailed out before his breakthrough? What if he decided to go on the journey with Mary, but he didn't do it through marriage? You ever thought of that? Up to this point, they, they had an engagement, and now they were about to step into a call, a covenant, a partnership, and an agreement with each other and with God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't do it alone. Let's go to verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In verse 24, it says, when Joseph woke up, He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. All this took place. There's freedom found in the beauty of the season But if you don't know the reason You can let it weigh you down Hear the joyful sound of life for generations There is hope for every nation Our Savior has come down So make room for love and laughter. Make room for peace and joy. Make room for all the miracles where hope will be restored. Make room for grace and kindness. Make room for offering in all that Just don't forget to make way for the King Make room for Jesus We gotta make room for the right direction in our lives. We gotta make room for the journey that God has planned for us. And we gotta make room for the journey, not just the right way, but also in the right time. How many times do we know there is a call? But either we start the journey too early or we start the journey too late. I bet you for Mary and Joseph, they felt like it was too early. But in reality, the prophet Isaiah had spoken 700 years before this happened that this day was coming. I love the scripture because it fulfills a greater plan that neither Mary or Joseph could have predicted. See, in Isaiah seven fourteen it says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. The scripture points to the manner in which he will be born, also the name that he will be given. Emmanuel, meaning... God with us. This was pointing to both the human birth and a divine nature. Again, 700 years before this point in time. In Luke 2, verse 4, it says that So Joseph went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David. Why? Because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him and expecting a child. This is also super significant because this prophecy was also given in Malachi by the prophet Malachi 800 years before Christ was born if you look at Malachi 5 verse 2 it says but you Bethlehem though you are small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel whose origins from old from ancient times We know Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And the scripture tells us in advance the place that Jesus would be born. The prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 11, verse 1. The royal line of David is like a tree that has been cut down, but just as new branches sprout from a stump, so a new king will arise from among David's descendants. That's Jesus. Finally, don't forget the purpose of your journey. You see, the purpose of of this journey was to birth a blessing and fulfill a prophecy. It was always about family. It was always about relationship. And it was always about restoration. And it was always about Jesus. Jesus. Isaiah 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Would you guys stand with me? Here's our takeaway, straight and to the point. The journey was always about Jesus yours should be the same it's always about Jesus I really like opening up this present I got it Nick (laughs) oh yeah we've been celebrating Advent Advent means new beginning I say I got it there we go I got this also means anticipating something coming. And as Christians, we celebrate Advent because it counts down to Christ's birth. Four candles, four weeks. Last week, we lit the candle of hope. And this candle is the Bethlehem candle. This candle represents the journey. How cool is that? Two more to go, ladies and gentlemen. I know your journey is a lot bigger than just Christmas. I know that we're all on a journey and maybe you've had your ups and downs. I know I sure have. But your journey was always meant to be with Jesus. For he came not to condemn the world, but to save the world and to set the world free. And if you've been struggling in this season to have peace, to have joy, to make room in your heart, whether it be for family members, other relationships, or just the ability to give, would you make room for Jesus? Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. I'm telling you, this gift, this gift wasn't just this beautiful baby in a cradle. The calling of Christ was from the cradle to the cross. You see, because he came to restore relationship, he knew all the things that we would go through that would try to come against us, This sin that would enter into the world and try to divide us. The scripture tells us that the wages of sin is death. And only he could pay the price and take on that weight. And just like the father gave his son and offered his son as a a baby, he grew up and as a man, he offered his life willingly to you and I as a gift. So that not by works, but by the grace of God that we would be saved. His grace, undeserving, unmerited grace. And if you could use some of that in your life in this season, would you just meet Jesus right here, right now where you're at? I'm going to lead you through a prayer. We're going to do that. And we're going to invite the light of the world into our lives and into this season. Just bow your heads, close your eyes, and repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for coming into this world. And I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I choose now. I choose now to let you in. I'm making room in my heart and in my life. I choose to put aside my ways and follow you all the days of my life. Would you forgive me for my sins? I thank you that my past is past. And this marks a new beginning, a new start with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep your eyes closed, your heads bowed, and just respect the moment that we're in right now. You know every time we we pray we know you're coming god knows you're coming and in our hearts we want more than ever for you to experience jesus in your life that he would speak to you he would make himself known to you that he would change you and love you and my first question is if If you sensed the presence of God today and he spoke to you through his word today, would you be so bold as to put your hand up? Thank you. Hands up all around the room. The next is this. If you prayed that prayer, whether it's the first time or this is your comeback moment when you're coming back to Jesus in this season, I'm going to ask you on the count of three, if you just put your hand up. One, two, three. Come on, let's go. Thank you. 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 He sees you. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what Christmas is all about. Can we give God some praise in the house? Come on. Wow. Well, next thing we're going to do, just stay standing, because I'm going to have two burly men or women come lift up this lid. Okay, it looks like they're dudes. Um, We fill this tank with water every week because a long time ago, we were convicted. You see, I work a lot with men and women that are going through not just recovery, but discovery in their life. I know that we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. And one of the things that convicted me and why I got involved in victory in the first place was I wanted to be part of the chur- of a church that didn't get in the way of people coming to know Jesus. And we've had people come throughout the whole week, different times and places and spaces, and saying, I want to be baptized. And I say, let's go. In Acts 22, it says, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. And so we did our part. God did his, did his. And if you're ready to step forward and be baptized today, what are you waiting for? Don't wait another moment. If you're hearing about baptism for the first time, let me tell you about it. The word baptism means to be fully immersed, all in. And in Romans 6, it says when we go in the water that we are baptized with Christ. It represents when you go under the water, when Christ was buried in the grave. That's the old you. And when you come up out of the water, it says that you are resurrected with Christ. That's the new you. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The new has come, the old is gone. So if you're sensing and pulling on your heart, if your heart feels like it's beating out of your chest right now, that means you're supposed to come. (laughs) Come forward as we worship and as we sing. We got towels, we got clothes, we got all that. Again, we got Jesus. But we'd be honored. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, come forward. But let's worship God together. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.